0: Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a platform that after four straight days of great guests, Kyle Bush on his way to the Daytona 500, among other luminaries from college basketball and the NBA, and a little hockey, and a little golf, and some NHL, and yes, some NASCAR racing. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? Well, Monday through Thursday, since we went statewide and syndicated long ago, and as we come at you nowadays live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns, we carved out Fridays mostly for your phone calls. That means you could get in on something we discussed Monday through Thursday when the lines were mostly busy, That means you can look forward to this weekend with us as we contemplate the NBA's All-Star Weekend. Big games in college basketball nationally and closer to home. There was a crisis in baseball this week with the Houston Astros completely butchering their attempts at apologies just yesterday. The NFL headlines include Panthers owner David Tepper speaking publicly this week. That doesn't happen often although his ideal is to keep Cam Newton as the Panthers quarterback. He won't know for another month because of the foot surgery repercussions whether that's even possible. Cam says he wants to stay in Charlotte. Meanwhile, up in Washington, former Panthers head coach Ron Rivera just this morning called his former player Josh Norman. Great years with the Panthers, last four seasons with the Redskins to tell him that washington was moving on to save 12 million plus in cap space so josh norman is out there as a free agent now ron rivera starting to leave his fingerprints on the Washington franchise XFL week two is upon us will you be watching Rory McIlroy Tiger Woods Brooks Kepka, among others are back on the links as the PGA tour ramps up just a couple of months away of course from the first major of the year the Masters at the incomparable Augusta National. Rory's, by the way, back to number one in the world rankings. He's playing great lately. He shot a 68 yesterday. Tiger's off to a good start in his own tournament. It's called the Genesis Invitational out at Riviera. He shot a 69 yesterday, even had, Tiger did, in honor of Kobe Bryant, you might say in retrospect. He had a 24-foot, 8-inch putt for an eagle at Riviera yesterday. So as he shot a 69 to get in contention in the early stages of that event, y'all know the deal. Those are the two numbers that Kobe wore for the Lakers. 24 feet, eight inches, and yes, it went into the hole. Tiger Woods with a little Kobe Bryant honorarium. The NBA All-Star Weekend will be filled with those as well. The Carolina Hurricanes are back on home ice tonight after going two and two on their four-game road trip. They are four points out of a playoff position right now. That's bad. They also have two games in hand on two of the teams that they're chasing. That is good. But Rod Brendamore and the Canes have sagged a little bit since that Dougie Hamilton injury. The Daytona 500 is on Sunday evening. The Great American Race, even in a sport that has had a lot of downward trends lately, attendance-wise, TV viewership-wise, the Great American Race did announce yesterday that it is a sellout for the fifth consecutive year. So despite rough times for NASCAR financially and in other ways popularity-wise, that is another success story as those guys get ready to gear up in Daytona this weekend. College hoops a little farther away includes West Virginia Baylor, two of the higher-ranked teams in the country, going head-to-head. Maryland at Michigan State, a couple more that have spent a lot of time in the national top ten, going head-to-head in Big Ten country. San Diego State still has not lost a basketball game. There's only like less than a month left in the regular season. They are 25-0, number four in the national rankings, and according to the bracketologists, they would get a number one seed if the season ended today. It does not end today, of course. San Diego State visits Boise State, one of the only teams in its league that would have a chance of upsetting them. Meanwhile, closer to home, App State goes to Georgia Southern. Davidson gets a national TV game tonight against St. Bonaventure. ECU hosts Cincinnati, one of the best teams in the American Athletic Conference. That is Sunday at Minji's, so the Maniacs will be out in big numbers. And, of course, in the ACC, you have UNC hosting UVA tomorrow night. You have Notre Dame visiting Duke, Syracuse visiting Florida State. On Sunday, it'll be NC State visiting Boston College. Remember, the Wolfpack is in better position than 10 ACC schools. So you might be nervous, you might be mad at the bracketologists, whatever. There are 10 ACC teams whose resumes are not as good as the Wolfpacks. So whereas the big three of Duke and Louisville and Florida State are essentially playing for high seeds at the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament, among other great things, UVA is barely on the right side of the bubble but has work to do as they visit Chapel Hill tomorrow night. NC State is next in the pecking order. At least the Wolfpack is in the picture. They've got to beat Boston College on the road on Sunday, awaiting them after that. Got to take care of business against the teams you're supposed to beat, of course. After that, it is both Florida State and Duke visiting Raleigh. So you have massive opportunities for resume builders coming out of the weekend. We'll see if Coach Kevin Keats, our recent guest here on the David Glenn Show, can keep the ice cream-style mojo going on the road at Boston College on Sunday night. UVA at UNC, remember, that is one of the best defenses in the country. Last year's national champions are nowhere near what they were last year offensively. But Tony Bennett knows defense. This year's UVA team is brilliant on that side of the ball. And Roy Williams will be the first to tell you this is the most offensively challenged team he has ever had as a head coach. Will those two things put together mean a lot of ugly basketball tomorrow night in Chapel Hill? Maybe. I will see you there representing ACCSports.com and, of course, us here at the David Glenn Show. I'll also be at PNC Arena, not tonight, for the Canes against the Devils. I will see you there as the Canes visit or the Canes host the Edmonton Oilers. That is a 4 o'clock start on Sunday afternoon, so you can still catch an early game or maybe the All-Star weekend game. The big matchup, of course, is Sunday night on TNT. Musical and format tributes to Kobe Bryant, the late great Laker team. LeBron includes guys like Jason Tatum and Chris Paul. We know them well here in our neighborhood. Team Giannis includes Kemba Walker and Bam Adebayo from Miami's Heat. Also via the state of North Carolina, Brandon Ingram of Duke is a first-time All-Star that'll be on display on Sunday night as well. There's actually festivities tonight and tomorrow leading into the big game Sunday. We'll get into those. Will you be watching the XFL's Week 2? Will you be watching the NBA's All-Star Weekend? Is it the best of all the All-Star events in the sports that we follow? I would make a good argument that, yes, the NBA does All-Star Weekend better than anybody does it. I think we saw that here in the great state of North Carolina just last year. Chris Spatola will be our one and only one guest on college basketball. He played at Army. He coached under Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. He's now an analyst for ESPN and The Athletic, among others. We'll talk a lot of college hoops. I've brought a lot to the table, including some answers to Wolfpack fans' questions about their ongoing case against the NCAA or vice versa. That took a new turn early this week and we discussed it a lot early this week but you had a lot of questions coming out of that discussion. I will get to as many emails and tweets as I can. As always, we are on Twitter at David Glenn Show. You can file your free-for-all Friday question or comment there. Email dglenn at accsports.com. No dots, two N's in Glenn. dglenn at accsports.com. I have a lot of email addresses but that one does come directly to me. Chris Patola's visit is not until the third hour that means we are truly in the spirit of free for all friday happy valentine's day to everybody if you're new to free for all friday that means we take your calls from all over the state and really all over the country as long as it has something to do with either sports or this radio show It can be, of course, NBA, NHL, baseball, college hoops. We had some college football headlines this week. Hockey, I'm all about the Canes, et cetera. Occasionally, we venture into music and beach houses and travel and beer and wine and relationships. And who knows, maybe even today, some Valentine's Day advice as I raise a glass and a rose, if you will. Lovely and talented Maria, will you accept this rose? She said, yes, yes. About 22 years ago, we have known each other a little closer to a quarter century, so I celebrate her in all of her greatness, her loveliness, and her talent here on Valentine's Day and every other day. Longtime listeners know to get in even before the first commercial break, so they're already lighting up the phone lines across North Carolina. You steer the ship, folks. I have brought to the table, if you're just kind of in listener mode, the highlights of the NBA, NHL, college basketball, uh, and even a little. XFL weekend. Golf and the Daytona 500 are on my radar as well. We will look back at a weird week for the Astros in baseball. A tough week for NC State versus the NCAA in that Dennis Smith Jr. scandal with the latest twists and turns there. A lot of college hoops and a little bit on a lot of other things with your help. What's the question? What's the comment? File your complaint or maybe just a prognostication. It can be something we discussed this week or about something that's about to happen this weekend. It can be about something that's been burning a hole in your sports soul for decades. That's how wide the platform is on Free For All Friday. I have have a week's worth of material in front of me we have a whole bunch of phone calls on hold as well you can be next with your question or comment you may even be first if intern will Likes you just enough, 1-800-849-2761. Charles Hadley is in for the on-assignment Derrick Vaught one more time. And intern Will represents, as always, William Peace University as a rising star in the broadcasting industry and also the first voice you'll hear if you try to join the David Glenn Show today. 1-800-849-2761. Those are the numbers that will matter over these next three hours if you'd like to play. If you just like to listen, kick back, relax, have some fun, Tweet at us, email us, and of course, calls, get first priority, 1-800-849-2761. Free for all Friday ramps up with my thoughts on the weekend to come, college hoops and otherwise, and yes, your calls, 1-800-849-2761, next on the David Glenn Show great difference between sport and capital E entertainment and capital S sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glutton Show. It has been a while for women's basketball. It's been 30 years since we won ACC regular season championship. It's definitely something we've talked about. And even when you win, you go back and watch the film, you can find a whole lot of things that you could do better and that you could clean up. I think that keeps us humble. We realize we don't want to be the same team in March that we are right now in February. But we talk about those things, you know, this year. We've talked about it a lot and that we want to do something special. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are ramping up with your phone calls right now. Chris Spatola of ESPN later on College Hoops. That was Wes Moore. We had kind of a wide-open week in terms of the topics we hit this week. We have a wide-open weekend, by the way. Bruce and Micro is going to be the first to steer our ship on Free For All Friday. It can be a question. It can be a comment as long as it has to do with sports or this show in any way. It could be Valentine's Day, question or comment, on a free-for-all Friday. That's how wide the parameters are. We have the NBA All-Star Weekend on our radar. College basketball near and far. The Wolfpack women are seeking a number one seed in the NCAA tournament and having one of the best seasons in the history of that program. Coach Moore was our guest this week. He was talking about chasing that elusive N- uh, ACC title for the Wolfpack. Of course, on the men's side, Duke is chasing a number one seed. Indeed, Louisville and Florida State among ACC teams are not far behind. But it was interesting as I made my legal pad notes for today's program, and you can be after Bruce at 1-800-849-2761. It reminded me of a question I got about the XFL, and they're, they're in week two. Remember, Vince McMahon's rebooted league has a week two schedule. And one of the more impressive things to me – As I'm more interested in the NBA's All-Star Weekend, I'm more interested in the Canes returning from their road trip and having a game tonight and another one on Sunday afternoon that I'm going to be attending in person. I'm more interested in all the college basketball near and afar. And again, I'm headed to Chapel Hill tomorrow night for the UVA at UNC game. I'm intrigued to see Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka's return from injury. Matt Kuchar was the first-round leader. Former ECU star Harold Varner III was also among the first-round leaders at Riviera yesterday. I'm going to be into a little golf. I'll watch the Daytona 500 on Sunday evening. A little NASCAR dropping into the menu. And some of you are calling about Major League Baseball and the Astros scandal or NC State and the you know the NCAA scandal there. When I when I got the XFL question, as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761, I do twice as many shows out here in Media Land as a guest where I answer the questions rather than as the host where you tend to ask the questions. And they asked me if, would I be watching the XFL. And it actually got me thinking because – If you just ask me, David, the fan, the answer is no, and I'll elaborate on why. If you ask me, David, the media member, it's kind of I'll be glancing at it because it is on ABC proper tomorrow. It is on Fox proper, not one of the subchannels like New York's whatchamacallits play the DC whatevers on ABC proper tomorrow. And Tampa plays plays Seattle on Fox proper. That's a big deal, folks. If you didn't know this, if you were studying, say, NBA TV ratings, and you saw that when ABC, for example, network television, right, you don't have to be a cable subscriber to get it. You don't have to be a satellite subscriber to get it. When you study NBA ratings for how many people watch if it's on, say, NBA TV, which is a niche channel on cable rather than ABC proper, which is a massive over-the-top channel gotten by mega tens more millions of people than NBA TV gets as subscribers or customers. The numbers are not slightly different. It's like ABC can average 3 million viewers for their games NBA and NBA TV might average like 300,000 all right that's not a slight difference like one is truly 10 times the other so Vince McMahon's approach here even though the XFL is way down there on my personal list of things I'm interested in as a fan it got my wheels turning he was smart he didn't get TV rights money by the way But as a business person, and this was part of my answer when I got asked this question, as a fan, I have basically zero interest. As a media member with my own show, I'm curious. And as a business person who has owned my own sports media companies, I'm fascinated because Vince McMahon is not charging Fox or Disney anything, not a dollar this year. But instead of being on some obscure channels, which was a problem for a lot of the leagues that have failed in the past... He got 3 million-plus viewers while on ABC last week in week number one, right? So why do any of us care about anything? It got my wheels turning on that. This weekend, well, I'll care about the NBA because I like the NBA. I'll care about college basketball because it's part of what I do for a living as a writer, but also because I love it as a fan. And it really boils down to me for uh, this way. I watch my childhood teams, A. I watch the state of North Carolina teams, or you could even say like Team USA style teams. They're kind of representing you, your country or your state or whatever. And childhood teams kind of fits a similar description. I still cling to some of my Philly roots, even though I'd been here for 30 years. And then the third category would be elite, recognizable athletes. I mean, if it's Usain Bolt in his prime running the 100-yard dash, I'm watching If it is Michael Phelps in his prime swimming at the Olympics, man, I'm watching. If it's some kind of gymnastics superstar or figure skating superstar, sports that I would not normally watch much, if at all, I'm going to probably tune in just to see that spectacle, right? And the XFL, for me, doesn't have a team either in our state or in my hometown of Philadelphia. It's not representing our country. It's not associated with my childhood. It's not associated with my current backyard, and there are almost no elite recognizable athletes at all. I mean, unless you're watching some guy that played at your favorite college or university, and he's some obscure player on some obscure roster, none of the usual things that bring me in bring me into the XFL. As we come to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, 1-800-849-2761, whereas it doesn't hit any of my buttons. I... I do this for a living and couldn't name many players in the XFL. They have decided not to go the Johnny Manziel, Colin Kaepernick route, star power. Landry Jones is one of the only Cardale Jones, maybe another one, or maybe you already know who had a good weekend last week for the XFL. The business aspect is fascinating because Vince McMahon has chosen, out of the gate for his reboot, exposure over dollars. What else are we interested in? I'm interested in the Daytona 500 in part because I've been there and in part because NASCAR calls North Carolina home, basically. My statewide audience overlaps with the center of the NASCAR universe. So those are a couple reasons. Kyle Busch. Last year's Cup Series champion was one of my guests live this week. I'm curious, does the guy who has done everything there is to do in NASCAR at multiple levels, like the Bush level or what they used to call the Bush level, the Truck Series, Kyle Bush has done everything except win the Daytona 500? So I'm curious, can he cross the final missing piece off his list this weekend at Daytona? I'm a Kane season ticket holder. It's obvious how that brings me in. I created accsports.com in the ACC Sports Journal about 25 or so years ago. Of course, I'm into college basketball. It's been part of my life for 30-plus years. The golf, I play it, I watch it. I'm fascinated to see Rory and Tiger and Brooks Kepka big names out there, some of them after absences. The XFL doesn't do any of those things for me. No big names, no Team USA, no team in our backyard, no team associated with my childhood. I'm curious... Because after every other NFL alternative, every other outdoor professional football league here or around the world, NFL Europe, World League, etc cetera, everyone has failed. Every single one has failed. And this one has a chance I'm just not in their target market remains to be seen if they can get the large TV audiences consistently that they did manage to get last week, 1-800-849-2761. Tomorrow's two games are on ABC proper and Fox proper. Sunday's two games are on ABC proper and FS1. You got to have the right channels to maximize your chance to just to get enough people to check you out. If they're curious, they got to be able to find your games. And if they don't live in one of these 8 cities that host XFL teams, well, you got to pull them in by TV. As long as you're getting seven figures, at, I mean 3.3 million was a fantastic opening for them. But you got to average seven figures. If you could just average a million per game or more, I got to tell you folks, you might not realize this, there are not a lot of sports properties that just keep cranking out seven figure Average TV audiences, you get into the seven figures consistently and their model is like for a two and a half month XFL season. Of course, not overlapping with any NFL games. It's an intriguing concept. Vince McMahon has a lot of money in very deep pockets. We'll see if his exposure trade without pulling any money in pays off in the long run. Of course, if they do well as a TV product this year, you know that he will be asking for significant rights fees money next year. Bruce actually has football on his mind. You can follow with your question or comment. I'll get to my favorite college basketball headlines of the week that was and the weekend to come after we talk with Bruce. Welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, David. Um, I appreciate you talking about the XFL because, one, I really enjoyed it last week. I, I have a question, or actually two questions I wanted to ask you. The first question is, have you heard if um, uh, Landry Jones is going to be activated to play this Yes, uh, yes. He will make his debut. Landry Jones, one of the only recognizable names. He's at quarterback, and he will play this weekend. Yeah, and my other question is to Coach Jim Zorn. When are you ever going to learn not to take points off the board? Hey, the XFL needs more people like you, Bruce, dissecting and complaining about coaching decisions coming out of week one. I mean, that's a level of passion that if they can get in a lot of states where they don't have teams, remember, there's only eight cities. It is hard to create a nationwide buzz When you have teams in only eight cities, I imagine those eight get at least a little coverage and a little attention in their markets. And sure enough, if you looked at last weekend's TV numbers, not every single time, but for the majority of examples, where were the highest TV ratings? Well, in places like New York and D.C. and Tampa and Seattle and Dallas and L.A. and St. Louis and Houston. Those were where the eight teams are. So theoretically, that's your foundation, but you're not going to have a sustainable league If people only in eight large cities care about the XFL or even eight states, for that matter, you need more passionate football fans. It is the most popular sport to watch in our country, period. I was born into a world where the answer to that was baseball. Baseball was the number one sport in America when I was born into this world. And 100 years ago, they used to describe it as baseball and, believe it or not, boxing and horse racing. 100 years ago, those were America's three most popular sports. 100 years later, it's a tribute to the staying power of baseball that it's still in the top three. But it's football, basketball, and baseball now. And horse racing and boxing over 100 years have become, you know, secondary sports, if you will. Baseball. Baseball got a black eye with the Houston Astros story and the sign stealing stealing scandal. Not many of our listeners accepted the apologies of the Astros owner or star players when they attempted to perform them yesterday. Frankly, they completely butchered their attempts at apologies yesterday. In my eyes, their 2017 World Series title will be forever stained. They cheated to get it done, and yes, it was a huge competitive advantage, whether the Astros' owner wants to admit that or not. It was, I think, and I I understand the outrage, not only of baseball purists and traditionalists, but most baseball people I know, it was one of the worst attacks on the integrity of the game in modern baseball history. I know there are others, and you can roll your eyes and shrug your shoulders if you want to. There's nothing worse than attacks on the integrity of any game. There's just not. At some point, you have to believe that whatever you're watching, whatever you're renewing your season tickets for is on the up and up and not who can cheat better to get to the finish line first, or in this case, win a World Series. It's an ugly time in baseball, even as pitchers and catchers have reported and full rosters will be reporting for all the teams by early next week. It's a fun time in the NBA with All-Star Weekend here. At the break, The four Vegas favorites to win the NBA title months from now are in order, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, and the Rockets. As we come back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, and yes, you are steering the ship, I'll tell you the other most intriguing storylines to me, not only in Chicago at All-Star Weekend, the celebrity game, the, the slam dunk contest, the Rising Stars Challenge, and then the big game on Sunday night. I'll hit you with some other Hot topics, one of them involves LeBron James, another Zion Williamson, and of course we'll get into some college basketball as well. Bubble watch and bracketology are a phrase and a word that you're going to be hearing a lot over the next month. I'll give you my thoughts on the ACC as things stand and what other state of North Carolina teams beyond the ACC have the best chance of representing us come March Madness, and I mean the big bracket, the NCAA tournament. Lines are open if you'd like to jump in with your question, comment, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761. Somebody wants to know how I met the lovely and talented Maria since I tweeted a tribute to her on my Twitter account a little bit earlier today. I might get to that question. We'll see. Phone calls the priority. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. Excited for the questions that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it. one that this week I would feel the best about because they survived and found a way the other night in the rivalry game against Carolina and then turned around and I think won probably the hardest basketball game they're gonna play all year. You know, when they beat Florida State at home and that's why he was so excited about, you know, his team took another step the other night by doing that. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show Welcome back to Free for All Friday. We do have lines open if you want to be next. You are steering our ship for most of these 3 hours. Great guests all week. Kyle Busch on his way to the Daytona 500. Voice of the ACC West Durham was the voice you heard there on his way into calling more ACC hoops. College basketball and the NBA All-Star weekend. Join the Canes Homecoming PNC Arena Ice tonight against the the tonight and Sunday, I should say, Devils tonight, Oilers of Edmonton on Sunday afternoon. I'll see you at the latter game. Daytona 500 on my radar as well. A little golf, XFL week two. Josh Norman and Cam Newton in the NFL headlines, the Houston Astros in all the wrong baseball headlines. You can steer our ship in between our guests. Chris Patola of ESPN joins us on College Basketball later. You can join us right now, Free For All Friday style. I will tuck away the how I met the lovely and talented Maria question, although that does fit within the rules of Free For All Friday. It has to do with sports and or this statewide syndicated sports radio show. We may venture into Valentine's Day with that personal touch after we take more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. One thing I promised, and then whoever wants to be next can dial 1-800-849-2761. I have not uttered the sentence that I am about to utter, but one time before this year in my 34-year career covering sports and particularly closely covering ACC basketball and all things ACC, really. As we sit here in mid-February, less than a month before the conference tournaments, and I'll be out there in Greensboro, of course, with our staff for the ACC tournament, here's the list of teams that if you tiered the ACC, it's a 15-team basketball league, right? One way to tier them would be the top five, the middle five, and the bottom five, all right? And here's what I mean. And I've never, no, not never, one time in 34 years I have said the statement that I'm about to say. The bottom tier I would label probably headed for a losing record. The top tier I would label in the NCAA tournament conversation. So there'd be five that fit that. There'd be five that look more like NIT teams in the middle. And then the bottom five. So five, five, and five. Isn't the math nice and clean? The bottom five I'd label probably headed for a losing record. For only the second time in 34 years, UNC is in that bottom tier. The five schools in the ACC probably headed for losing records are UNC, Wake Forest, Miami, Georgia Tech, and Boston College. Several of those teams are going to have conversations, by the way, about the future of their head coaching position. UNC is not one of those. Roy Williams is allowed to have a bad year, obviously. However, it might end up ending. Danny Manning has had five losing seasons, barring a complete turnaround this year, in his six years as the head coach of the Demon Deacons. That's a conversation, even if his buyout number decreases with each passing year. Georgia Tech's Josh Passner has not gotten them to the NCAA tournament at all, but has gotten them in trouble with the NCAA. That's a bad combination. That's a conversation. He's done some good things there but some believe his time should be up with the Yellow Jackets. Jim Christian has been at Boston College for a long time, and he has never elevated them into any kind of desirable spotlight, so maybe he has had enough time in the eyes of Martin Jarman, their young athletic director, who's a North Carolina native, a former UNC Wilmington basketball player, and a guy we've gotten to know well here on our airwaves during his time with the B.C. Eagles of the ACC. So those are your five. At the bottom, and it's just weird to say the Tar Heels are among those five. Carolina, Wake, Miami, Georgia Tech, Boston College. Look at their current record. Look at the six, seven, eight games they have left in the regular season. They're going to finish with losing records, barring an amazing turnaround. And they have very different conversations, right? Jim Larenaga is at Miami. I don't is an older guy. I don't know what his retirement plans are. Maybe he has no plans to retire anytime soon. He's just riding the coattails. Happy birthday, Mike Shashevsky! Yesterday, he's 73 now. Jim Beheim at Syracuse is 75 now. Larinaga is probably saying, "Well, I'm not that old compared to those guys." And Roy. Wood- Williams can say the same kind of thing. So the bottom tier is always there. It just doesn't usually have Carolina in it. When I put the top five, you all know what I understand. When I say top five in the NCAA tournament conversation, they're not all on the same pedestal. I mean, obviously, Duke, Louisville, and Florida State, I mean, they all think they can get number one seats. Right now, they're probably twos and threes, but... They have time to become number one seeds. We'll see. The strong will survive. Others will. The other two will still make. Whoever doesn't rise in that those standings or win the ACC regular season title, all three are headed to high NCAA tournament seeds, right? The other two in that top tier are Virginia, barely on the right side of the bubble, visiting Carolina tomorrow night, and State, barely on the wrong side of the bubble, visiting Boston College on Sunday night. So you want to be those five. Again, I know Wolfpack fans are frustrated, but you're in a better place than the 10 schools below you because the five in the middle, to me, all like look like NIT teams. That's not an embarrassment unless you had really high preseason expectations. But Syracuse, under a Hall of Fame coach, Jim Boeheim... Notre Dame has won the ACC title under Mike Bray and has actually a nice combination of talent and experience this year. They're screaming NIT with their resume right now. Pitt, under Jeff Capel, is moving in the right direction, right? He inherited the dumpster fire. They were competitive in year one. NIT would be a massive accomplishment, in my opinion, after what he took over from Kevin Stallings at Pittsburgh, but he's an NIT-looking resume right now. Virginia Tech, after that early surge, has kind of come back to earth. The Hokies look more like an NIT team. And probably Clemson, although the Tigers have to keep winning just to avoid falling into the bottom tier, meaning you're headed to a losing record. Brad Brownell doesn't have as much talent as he had a couple years ago at Clemson, so they're probably going to be an NIT team. Those are the three tiers. And we all know the only place to be in a sport defined by the month of March, and I guess nowadays the early part of April, the only place to be is on that top tier. Nobody wants to be in the bottom tier. There's only occasionally acceptable reasons to be in the middle tier, like the Jeff Capel rebuilding project at Pitt. you got to be in the top tier. If it's not a fantastic year for you, When you can dream of, at Florida State, their first Final Four since 1972, you can dream legitimately at Duke. Not that you're the only team that could win it all, but you are a candidate to put a sixth ring on Mike Krzyzewski's national championship fingers. Chris Mack and Louisville are in that same tier. Virginia and NC State are not in that very top tier, but isn't it fun to be in the right kind of races in mid-February? Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack have to take care of business at BC on Sunday night. The Eagles are one of the least talented teams in this league, but you can't assume a win against anybody anywhere. Louisville just lost at Georgia Tech for crying out loud. You know, Duke lost at Clemson. Especially on the road, you got to be careful. Kevin Keats' job is to win the games you're supposed to win and then figure out a way to steal one from either Duke or Florida State. They play the Devils twice, including at home next week. They play the Seminoles once. They get one of those three big wins, and then they take care of business in the games they're expected to win. The Wolfpack will be on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble. That is the state of affairs in the ACC neighborhood as guys like Wes Miller at UNC Greensboro has a great chance of winning that league. Uh, Lavelle Moten at NC Central, uh, the Eagles and the Aggies of A&T actually get together Monday night. They're maybe the two best teams in the MEAC right now. Of course, you got to win the automatic bid that goes with that uh, conference tournament in, in all those In every league, but in that league being a one-bid league, that is the only avenue for the Aggies or the Eagles to be representing the MEAC in the NCAA tournament. 1-800-849-2761. Rob has football on his mind. Others, basketball, NBA All-Star Weekend, or college hoops all over the place. Still more, the Carolina Hurricanes the Daytona 500 or Week 2 of the XFL. You can be next with your question or comment. It is free-for-all Friday. It is Valentine's Day. We might go in some crazy directions. We'll see. 1-800-849-2761. Chris Patola of ESPN. More college hoops in our third hour. Right back to your phone calls next on The David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. But I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Justin in Elkin, North Carolina, wants it. Robin Wilmington has football on his mind. Quick follow-up on college basketball. DG, among those five ACC teams that you say look more NIT-like, do any have any chance of rising into the NCAA tournament conversation? Answer, yes. I don't think Pitt has enough talent to do it. I don't think Clemson has enough talent to do it. I think Virginia Tech's crash back to earth is a real one. Still a great story under their first-year coach, Mike Young. Still a fantastic story of overachievement, but they were playing above their weight for much of the year and against ACC coaches who study video and come up with good game plans to exploit your youth and your inexperience and your perimeter-oriented perimeter attack. Uh, The ACC coaches were going to figure out the Hokies. And over time, Mike Young will recruit more and have more talent to get into even bigger battles ACC style. But the Hokies, the Tigers, the Panthers don't have enough horses. Who has enough horses to rise above the middling NIT-type resume? Syracuse and Notre Dame. The problem is they're running out of time. I'll put it this way as we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Syracuse plays at Florida State. This weekend, Notre Dame plays at Duke, Jim Beheim and Mike Bray are both really good coaches. Unlike those other NIT bound teams, the orange and the Irish do have enough players to build an NCAA tournament resume. Problem is it's February 14th and they're running out of opportunities. You don't get anywhere by beating bottom half of the ACC teams when your NIT like resume needs bigger boosts than that. So what must you do? Well, when you're running out of chances to build a resume and Syracuse travels to Florida State for a national TV game tomorrow at noon, Notre Dame travels to Duke for a national TV game on ESPN tomorrow at 4 o'clock, your backs are against the proverbial wall. I mean, how many cliches can we pull out? It is do or die. If you're the Orange or you're the Irish and you shock Florida State or Duke on their court, Well, now you're in the conversation again, but you are running out of such opportunities. And if come Monday when we're all together playing best and worst of the weekend, it was not Syracuse upsetting Florida State in Tallahassee, and it was not Notre Dame upsetting Duke in Durham, well, then they're right there stuck in NIT land and probably never to return. They're just running out of options. And in this particular case, Florida State and Duke, along with Louisville, obviously, are your best chances for resume builders. Whether you're one of those teams, even NIT-like, or even if you're UVA or NC State, close to the bubble on the good side and the bad side, you, know, you need those resume builders as well. Syracuse and Notre Dame are officially on the clock. It is a do-or-die weekend for their seasons if they pl- hope to play in the big bracket, we call the NCAA Tournament. Louisville, by the way, is visiting Clemson. The Cardinals just lost at Georgia Tech, so it's no big deal. Everybody has a head-scratching loss now and then if you just go to Clemson and beat the Tigers. But Clemson beat Duke down at L- Little John. That wasn't easy. So Chris Mack has more of a crisis on his hands if you can't go to Little John and beat the Clemson Tigers. Not a good team, but not a bad team either, and always well-coached by Brad Brownell. Florida State and Duke also had a head-scratching loss. It's okay that Louisville had one. They can't have two in a row. That's the difference between just a bump in the road and something bigger than that. Back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls next. Us. It was a boring game and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show.